magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Friday, January 27th. It is six minutes after 11. And you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So President Biden had himself a little town hall yesterday. He was in Northern Virginia. He tried to cast himself as a defender of the middle class. Boy, he was selling his economic accomplishments and contrasting them with the Republican proposals that he say he said would be a catastrophe for Americans' wallets. He said, we're moving in the right direction. And then I'm sure at one point he whispered and spun himself around and did the hokey pokey. He said, now we've got to protect these gains that our policies have generated. Rob, he was so happy to be talking about anything but classified documents. You know, this is this is interesting because this is a systemic problem in governance, and I'm talking about all levels of governance, in which the politicians become so protective of the thing, they don't think about the people in question. And the thing can either be the policy, but generally it's their own betterment and enhancement. And so let's play this little clip of Biden talking about the economy and see if it lines up with what's happening for you. The Biden economic plan, because y'all is actually working. It's working. Who's it working for? Like if you're a green dream company, Mm -hmm. electric cars or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's a it's probably working for you if you were one of the people who uh, back in 2021 got paid for basically a whole nother year not to go to work. Probably was working okay for you. Uh, but for everyone else, I mean, other than the tippy top people who the Democrats are great at enriching and taking care of because the Democrats, just like the Republicans, believe in crony capitalism. Now they believe different people should benefit from the crony capitalism. Mm -hmm. But we are a society that in which our governance, uh, people who govern us, benefit and craft policies that benefit the select few at the expense of everyone else because the select few then turn around and give them the money that they need to ensure they stay in office. So who, who is it working for? It's working for him. That's about it, right? right you're, th- exactly my point. Because right now, wages are not keeping up with inflation. Not even close. Right. N- and, and and all of that is part of because of, well, the CHIPS Act, for one. No, you're, you're right. And so it is a bipartisan issue in which you saw just recently the Republicans in the Senate, Todd Young, Mitch McConnell, et cetera, team up with the Democrats to ensure that the that the Ukrainian government will do better than the American people. They're more focused on ensuring that Ukraine is taken care of than they are worrying about what you pay for the for food and gas and things of that nature. They know what the problem is. It's not they can't identify the problem. It's they don't care. They don't want to solve the problem. And that's why the Republicans teamed up with the Democrats and Biden to spend $1.7 trillion, much of it, all of it, mm-hmm. because we're $31 trillion in debt. 
that, that we just, we don't have. Well, he said that his administration made progress on wage growth, uh, unemployment. Well, sure, when there were no jobs and you're at zero, you can claim that, oh, there's lower unemployment after you shut the country down. Absolutely. Sure. He talked about the CHIPS Act and the infrastructure law. Um, but, you know, there used to be this saying, idle hands are the work of the devil, right? Sure. And any work had dignity in it. Yeah. But I don't feel like that's the way people feel anymore about working because you had the government step in and say, you don't have to work. Yeah. You just sit at home. We're going to take care of you. Sure. So now the workforce isn't excited to be working. Right. Think about like Reagan's It's Morning Again in America. You know, right. people of a certain age can remember that. And the idea of how proud we were as a country that, hey, we came out of this malaise of Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. And yes, it took a while. But hey, we're back. And there's a reason Ronald Reagan won 49 states in 1984, because the country, the idea of America mm-hmm. was back. Right. Right. The idea of if you work hard, there's a good chance you will succeed. If you're willing to work harder than the person next to you, there's a good chance, all things being equal, that you will benefit. And there was, as you said, dignity in work. Now, Biden basically admitted he's completely full of crap (laughs) at the same this at the same uh, event when he talks about how blue collar workers are more are more and more voting Republican. And he has, has no idea why. But all of a sudden. Blue-collar workers, all the guys I grew up with in Claymont and Scranton, they're voting Republican? Not a joke. What's happened? I think a lot of because they don't think we care. We're not paying attention. <laughs> all the guys you grew up with in Claymont, I lived there for a couple years. The people in Scranton, okay, he moved away to Delaware when he was 10. Uh, and he doesn't know why. How about the woke socialist programs and the continued spending? Yeah, but you know, it's again, and that is obviously a huge part of it, but it is a crisis of leadership across the board in which people in the government recognize that they can benefit themselves at the expense of everyone else. And it's true at all sorts of levels. Right down the street from us, the legislative session is going on. These guys and girls get paid somewhere between sixty and seventy-five thousand dollars a year, Casey, mm-hmm. depending on what committees they're on or leadership or whatever, mm-hmm. to work three months. Next year they'll work two months. They don't work on Fridays. You tell me a part-time job because their actual job is to be there during the session in which you can work three months, not have to work on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and get between sixty dollars and $75,000 a year. Sounds like a pretty good gig. Next year, yeah. they'll, because it's a short session, they'll work two months and not have to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they'll get paid between sixty dollars and $75,000 a year. Last night. I was going to say, this reminds me of your Brownsburg town council meeting. Last night, I went to a meeting that lasted 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Basically, three-ish of those minutes were me complaining to the council. So you went to a 12-minute meeting. And I was the only person who spoke, so it was basically a 12-ish minute meeting. Mm-hmm. Those guys got paid $818 to go to that meeting last night. If you take what they're making for a year mm-hmm. and you extrapolate it out on 22 regular meetings at $18,000. So they got $818 for 15 minutes, 12 minutes worth of work. I did the math on that, Casey. That's $3,272 an hour. 
The meeting I went to before was 20 minutes. That's $2,400-ish an hour. Those guys in the month of January at the meetings that they're paid to go to put 35 minutes in and made $1,636, mm-hmm. roughly. Right. For 35 minutes worth of work. Right. No new business at that last meeting. You're going to tell me in a town of 30,000 people there's no nope. new business? Right. And I got up there and said, what are you guys doing for this money? How are you earning this money? You know what they do? They just stare at you quietly. They don't say anything. There's no conversation. And look, I'm picking on my town because that's where I live and that's where I pay taxes. I guarantee you similar things are happening in communities all over the state. It's not just the guys at the state house. It's not just the guys at the federal government. It's guys all over the place in which the government... Mm-hmm. The people in the government, look at what's going on with Nancy Pelosi and the, you know, the, the insider trading stuff. We're going to talk about the Paul Pelosi thing here coming up about how much money he made selling Google stock. It is a crisis of leadership of the people who are leading this country at all levels. And, you know, I was texting with a buddy last night. I think the most depressing thing for me is that nobody seems to care anymore. You know who came to that meeting last night, Casey? How many people who were, other than people who were town employees, who had to be there, or people who had a vested interest in something going on? Like two or three. A town of 30,000 people and that's it. Mm -hmm. They're not going to change because Rob Kendall gets up there and, you know, yells at him for three minutes. I'm an annoyance, but they're not going to change because of that. You know when they would change? If there were a room full of people there. So the apathy, and this is what the politicians, whether it's Nancy Pelosi or whether it's the people at 200 West Washington Street, our state uh, senators and the House members, or uh, the people at the local levels, you know what they recognize? You people are too apathetic to get involved anymore. So we are going to use and abuse you. They're basically like serial cheaters, right? Mm -hmm. They're the serial cheaters who recognize no matter what they do. They'll just keep getting away with it. You'll never, the the, the spouse or the partner or whatever will never hold us accountable. There will never be a ramification for what we do. That's who these people are. We are to blame. And that's why I told my buddy last night. I said, there used to be a time where I felt like I could inspire people to get involved and hold people accountable. Clearly, in the seven years have been gone, everybody just left because mm-hmm. there's nobody there. And they know what these people are. And nobody shows up. Was the guy there last night who missed out on the last meeting? Yeah, he was there and he got really agitated when I pointed out that at least everyone who was getting paid was there this time to get their money. <laughs> uh, and of course, we got other issues with him, but we won't talk about those right now. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Yep, today is Rolling Stones Day. I made that call. Yeah. So do you ever find, Rob, that you preach the same thing over and over and over again? For example, property taxes. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it for 10 months now. And finally, the governor mentioned something about it. <laughs> And what did he say? Uh, we're going to look into that. We're, we're still evaluating. We're going to look into the root cause. Uh, real, real quick. So I, I, I we're, 
we'll get to this thing, but I just want to say I, I just had a conversation with someone who had a conversation with the, a local assessor. Oh. And this was a person who had had their assessment raised by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. This is an older person, uh, fixed income person. Mm-hmm. And um, they said that they called the assessor's office. They walked the assessor through what was happening. And you know what the assessor told them about why their house value rose? Because the neighbors sold? Absolutely, Casey. Are you serious? Absolutely. That was the answer? 100%. 100%. Everything we just told you at the start of the 10 o'clock hour where the governor's going out in front of the media and going, I don't know why properties keep rising. We better study that and figure it out. Everybody knows why properties are rising. People are being punished because of what their neighbors do. It's been this way for 40 freaking years in this state. There is no mystery about what's happening. You know what the assessor told this person? What? They said, I agree with you. This is a very unfair way that we do property taxation in this state. But unfortunately, hmm. until the legislature mm-hmm. changes makes it. a change, we are stuck with this. Even the county assessors recognize this is bullcrap hmm. that people Old people on fixed incomes, middle class people, hardworking people who become staples of their community, who live in houses for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, are having their money stolen from them that in many cases they don't have because some guy down the street Mm -hmm. cashed out and made a profit. You know what you're telling those people? You screwed up by being a good citizen. You screwed up by being a good neighbor. You screwed up by being a reliable part of the community. It's bull crap, and it is so insulting that Eric Holcomb went out there the other day, and when he got asked about it, acted like, oh, as the governor said, I have no idea. We better study it more. He didn't need to study anymore when he proposed $60 million for a trail. He didn't need to study it anymore when it was the free textbook giveaway from the textbook ferry. He never needs to study it when it's giving other people's money away. You know when he needs to study it or has no idea? When it involves protecting your pocketbook. It is 22 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I really went off on that. That just made me so mad. You when just went per- off the rails well, on a Friday. I that know, wasn't scheduled. I know. And it just it makes me so <laughs> mad when that person told me that mm-hmm. because it's such a bullcrap system that we are punishing people for doing the right thing and you're punishing people for stuff that other people do. I'm surprised that the assessor actually gave that honest answer. Because they know what it is and they're getting tons of phone calls about it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure these local assessors are getting flooded with phone calls and if they aren't already, they're about to once the property tax bills open them. They know what it is. Mm -hmm. They know the system sucks because it does. It doesn't happen anywhere else in society where you get taxed for not monetizing something. It's crap. And you know why it's crap? Because the Republicans here are obsessed with legalized vote buying. They're petrified of angry red-shirted teachers who they know if they do anything to property taxes will come down to the state house and scream at them. And that's when the Republicans get under the desk and say, I'm sorry for having ideas. The Republicans in this state fear angry red-shirted teachers and superintendents more than they do you. That's mostly our fault, but that's why we come in here every day and say and beg people, please don't straight-ticket vote Republican. Please don't vote for someone 
someone who hasn't earned your vote because this is what you get. And now the Indiana public schools are asking for more money, like $400 million. Yeah, Indiana, IPS has a four. They just had a referendum, and now IPS mm-hmm. has another $400 million referendum plan. Mm-hmm. It never stops. We don't have tax caps. We don't have property tax protection because at any time, a school system can just say, yeah, we're going to raise your taxes, and you got to spend your own money to go out and defeat that referendum. We don't have any tax protection here. These Republicans lie out their ass every single day when they talk about low taxes. We don't have property tax protection. We have one of the highest gas taxes in, in, in the entire country. We, are, we, we have a massive sales tax that when we lied to people about capping property taxes, we raised the sales tax. Mm-hmm. All right. You, the, we, let's lower your blood pressure. Well, the whole reason we got on that and then I, was... Because I found something the other day that made me chuckle because I feel like it's what I go through Mm -hmm. all the time. When somebody asks you the same thing over and over again, or you're on the radio day after day saying the same thing, i.e. property taxes. Yes. So Tom Wilson is the guy's name. Mm -hmm. He was uh, the guy who played Biff Tannen in the Back to the Future movies. Right. And I don't think he's doing it anymore. This is from several years ago. But he used to do, uh, had a stand-up comedy routine. Mm -hmm. And one of the staples of his live shows is he wrote a song about getting asked the same stuff over and over and over again about being in the Back to the Future movies. Right. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's go. When I'm flying in a plane or I'm on the street, there's a lot of friendly people that I like to meet. They shake my hand but never ask my name, and they start asking questions that are always the same. Hey, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice. What's Christopher Lloyd like? Kind of quiet. What's Crispin Glover like? Unusual. Stop asking me the question. To the bar mitzvah of my nephew Josh Now I'm not Jewish but I like to nosh Put on my yarmulke, started to pray When the rabbi leaned over and I heard him say Hey, was that real manure? No it wasn't How was that DeLorean? A piece of garbage Do those hoverboards really fly? It's a movie Stop asking me the question Take your picture. Come on, look mean. Would you call my friend a butthead on his answering machine? Questions, questions fill my head. I went to my doctor. My doctor said, what does a key grip do? Set up lights. What does the best boy do? Help the key grip. What does a producer do? I don't know. Stop asking me the question. Do you all hang out together? No, we don't. How's Crispin Glover? I never talked to him. Back to the future for not happening. Stop asking me the question. Hey, who's the nicest famous guy? You know, Adam Sandler. Who is the biggest jerk? Gary Busey. How much money do you make more than you do? So stop asking me the question. I love it. He called people out. Yeah. <laughs> who's the biggest jerk? Gary Busey. Quit asking me the question. Same thing over and over and, again. And, and the over, the thing I want people to take away from this is this radio show can't do it, right? This radio show serves as a conduit or a catalyst to get information to you to be able to do the thing. Ultimately, the people at 200 West Washington are the ones who will do the thing. The Republican supermajorities are the one who can do the thing. The governor is the one who can do the thing. But they're not going to do it unless they fear 
the constituents. Yes, and the only thing they fear is losing their power. Mm -hmm. And that is why every day on this show, we come on here and talk to you about not giving your vote away, about not straight ticket voting, about not voting for people who haven't earned your vote. Because when you do that, which we have done in this state for years and years and years and years, you get the system we have now. Yeah, and as a reminder, they are public Servants. They are there to serve us. 27 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Eleven thirty-two. it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Senator Josh Howley, he introduced this bill to ban the app TikTok in the United States. And yesterday, Rob, you and I had this conversation about TikTok and the proposed ban of it. And you came across this uh, this clip from Adam Curry. Yeah, he, he used to be, he was, most people probably know him if you're of a certain age. He was on MTV in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. He was pretty prominent where they called him VJs, isn't that what they called mm-hmm. him back then? And then yeah. he's, he's done a bunch of other media stuff, podcast, et cetera. And we had just had this conversation, and you and I kind of went back and forth uh, because you are a TikTok user. Uh, yeah, I, I have an account, Casey Daniels 317. I don't post uh, like every single day, but I, I do put some stuff out there, and I do consume content occasionally. I don't scroll for hours. Most of the time, I'm too busy uh, prepping for this radio show yeah. to spend time like that on TikTok. I did read somewhere that about every 37 seconds, TikTok will send a mood-altering video. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's true or not. I'd like to test it out sometime. But that seems interesting to me. But they do have the the infinite scroll, yes. which it's like playing a slot machine almost. And it incentivizes you to stay on the app as long as possible. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's addictive behavior and it's no different than smoking or alcohol or whatever else. I mean, there's clearly a marketing strategy to it. It's a mm-hmm. business, right? Just like smoking or drinking or cola or whatever. Mm-hmm. They are there to make money. They're not running a soup kitchen. And part of what the TikTok app does is it clearly harvests your data and they use that for who knows what. But I think we agreed you're an adult of sound mind. Mm -hmm. Even though you work with me every day, you're still of sound mind. You made a choice to do that, (laughs) which is questionable. questionable. And so why is it the government's job to Mm -hmm. save you from something you know is happening. You know China or whoever Mm -hmm. is harvesting that data. You've made the choice. It's not the government forcing you to do something. No, but my point was it's... Facebook and Instagram do it too. Yeah. And so 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 Adam Curry was on with Rogan and he said basically the same thing. And I'm pretty proud of myself because while Kevin was trying to hand stickers out to guys in the men's room, <laughs> I had to step up here and uh, pull and bleep all the audio. So I'm pretty proud of myself mm-hmm. on this bleeping job I did. Take a listen. How long before TikTok's banned? Well, let me tell you what's going on with the TikTok. I have a very... Uh, opinionated uh, uh, explanation for what is going on with TikTok. Okay. TikTok was eating Silicon Valley's lunch. They were they were taking all the ad money from Instagram, from Twitter, from Google. I'd say Google and Instagram and Facebook just killing it, knocking it out of the f- park. So look at who is uh, saying, oh, it's a China and they're tracking everything and it's a communist party. Dude, Facebook tracks you, Google tracks you, everyone f- tracks you. 
all over the place. But all of a sudden, TikTok is a problem? No. It's because they're eating their lunch, and instead of competing, because you know they've tried, no one can seem to create the TikTok algorithm and the, the, the thing that they have going there. It's what people want, the, the quick hits, the sing-alongs, etc. Hmm. So they decided to uh, lobby politicians and uh, and come up with this uh, this scam. So it's Hawley, it's Marco Rubio. Oh, oh no, this is China. No, it's because Silicon Valley couldn't compete with them. That's what's mm. going on. That's an interesting take. How about that bleep job? That was that, still got it. That 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 was the most impressive part about all of it. I didn't I didn't try at all when I was an actual producer here, but man, when it's my show, I'm all over <laughs> Your it. Your name's on it. Make <laughs> yeah. sure it's good. Well, he had pretty big shoes to fill. <laughs> you know what? I think the interesting thing about this is is the point that he's making that the competitors were creeping up on him and that's why everybody's saying, oh, it's China, it's China. And this is one of the reasons why I can get behind Elon Musk with his attempt to charge users for the blue check because you can't have an ad-based only business. That's scary, especially right now in the economy. And that's why in the late 90s and the 2000s, Radio stations used to have non-traditional revenue, concerts, sponsored contests, trip packages to go on vacation with your favorite personality. It's all non-traditional revenue. They didn't just rely on advertisers alone because, you know, when companies cut a budget, where do they typically start? the marketing department right because they feel it's not necessary so this is something that elon musk has realized with twitter that they can't just rely on ads which is why they're charging for the blue check right and again and i want to get onto something else here but i don't understand why something that you don't have to engage in Mm -hmm. I, i was coming in this morning and Craig played that audio of Mike Greenberg who's a sports broadcaster railing on how Twitter has changed and how mad he is about that and it's like you don't have it's like a free service that's it exactly you don't have and to why use do you it. expect it to be free and it's and, and you know chicks and I used to go around around on this uh, and mock and I used to go around around on this because the chicks were impacted by it I, I've said this for years and I'm gonna stand by it I think of all the egregious things I've said on social media for all these years, I've never been banned from mm-hmm. any social media platform. Because you're picking on both sides. I'm, to- I'm totally convinced, and I'm not being funny at all when I say this, that I am sure I have been reported or flagged or whatever a gajillion times. And knowing what we know now, I'm sure there's someone that reviews my posts and is like, dude. Well, wait a minute. He's meaner to the Republicans than he is the Democrats. <laughs> this might be, technically be a violation, but let him go. But, but the point is... TikTok or uh, Facebook or Twitter or whoever. They're all mining your data. Right. And they can censor whoever they want or they can allow whatever they want or they can manipulate you however they want because you don't have to engage in a relationship Mm -hmm. with them. You are a free person who can do what you want. And as a free person, you are free to walk away. Yeah, you can turn it off. It's just like if (laughs) you don't want to hear country music, don't listen to the country radio station. Absolutely. All right. Um. So, Corinne Jean-Pierre, mm-hmm. I think we can agree, press secretary for the president, is 
she's a moron, right? Yeah, she's I'm, been giving fewer and fewer answers from the podium other than to say, I'll refer you to these guys and defer you to these guys. And I think the other day, it wasn't like, I think it was John Kirby was even there and she just made him answer one of the questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a total abdication of her job as a press secretary. And it is, the reality is she is there solely because she is what we call a box checker. She was gay. She was black. She was a woman. Their words, not mine. They made, they, Biden's the one who made the big deal about it. We've got a gay black woman answering the question. So clearly, just like we've got a black woman on the Supreme Court, Biden totally demeaned any qualification Katanji Brown Jackson might have because he said, I picked her because she's black and a woman. Corinne Jean-Pierre. Even though she can't define a woman, but well, go ahead. Right. Corinne Jean-Pierre has the IQ of a gnat. <laughs> I mean, she is just has no business being there but because she's a box checker she's there and she's not comfortable answering hard questions because she's not very bright and Ari Fleischer who was the press secretary under Bush was on Fox News Mm -hmm. and was asked about that why are they not answering more questions in those briefings yeah the press secretary in this case her political and personal needs dovetail perfectly with the stonewalling needs of the biden white house and that's why she won't answer any questions you know i could have played that game innumerable times as press secretary but you get to the point where you say i've got an obligation actually these are fair questions good questions and they deserve answers and i'm the press secretary it's my burden to answer them and that's what you do as press secretary. It's it's not, I mean, in so many ways, I, I would feel shamed if somebody else took to the podium and answered the questions that it was my job to answer. Uh, and I think a little bit of that is what you saw yesterday. And clear. You know, it's hard to know whether she either just doesn't get it because she's not being given the information or she doesn't know how to communicate effectively. And you deserve better answers than you're getting out of the White House. Wages aren't keeping up with inflation. Our border is being sieged. We're sending unlimited supplies to Ukraine. The education system is inundated with woke ideology. Karine Jean-Pierre just does not have a good story to tell right now. Uh, Real quick, before we go to break, I saw this and I couldn't believe it. And I listened to it and it was real. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Trump, obviously, we talked about yesterday, is going to be allowed back on Facebook. Right. And CNN had, I think it was Anderson Cooper, maybe, it no, was. Jake, or Jake Tapper. I think it was Jake Tapper had, well, it doesn't matter either way, had Bernie Sanders on and he then asked Bernie Sanders about Trump going back on Facebook and Sanders said he should be allowed. Senator Sanders, appreciate you being with us just briefly. Do you think it's the right choice for Facebook and Instagram to have President Trump back? You know, it's look, you have a guy who is a pathological liar, but he happens to be the former president of the United States, and he has a right to express his views. You want to know my take on this? Yes, please. Okay. Tap your show. So Facebook has been in decline since 2018, right? They've lost hundreds of billions of dollars in value. They, they've they laid off thousands of people. And again, going back to that ad business that we just talked about previously with TikTok, it's, it's in peril. And they've got this metaverse fantasy going on that hasn't worked out. So... Do, do they need Trump more than Trump needs them, like the Washington Post? Boy, that's a great point, isn't it? I never thought of it that way. That is a phenomenal point. And is that 
a part of why Elon Musk immediately put all these people back on Twitter. Right. That the people that will attract, like, you know, and I'm not just talking about Trump. I'm talking about, like, the Laura Loomers of the world, et cetera. Controversy. Exactly. Causes engagement. Exactly. And that's what they need. They need engagement. They need users. And even Michael Jordan knew you had to open the door for everybody. I mean, he used to say Republicans wear shoes, too. Yeah, that's a great point. So now Facebook, are they thinking the same thing? Okay, Casey, when we come back, since we have gotten into, I'm still just seething over the governor's comments about the property taxes. Yeah. Can we play the property tax song? Would that be all right? Absolutely. You mean our smash hit? Our smash hit, the property tax. We are playing the hits today with the Rolling Stones. (laughs) So We do that? So this goes right into that. Yeah, it's on the way from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Ken Olin Casey on 93 WIBC, and uh, you wanted to you wanted to play our smash hit. Yeah. So, look, the governor came out yesterday at a press conference. Mm-hmm. Abdul asked him mm-hmm. about property taxes. Good on Abdul. It's pretty pathetic that it took this long for someone to ask the governor mm-hmm. about the issue, but at least Abdul was willing to step up and do it. We should send Abdul over to ask Hogsett where he was. Uh, well, I'm hoping when he runs for mayor, Casey, it might come up. <laughs> Maybe you'll uh, ask him. Uh, and the answer was so offensive uh, let, let's actually play. It's in two parts. Let's play the first thing he said, and then we'll play the second. We're assessing that very closely. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if, if we do something during the course of this session. <laughs> We're assessing it very closely. <laughs> you just hang on, boys and girls. Maybe you'll get something. <laughs> really? Like, he's just so smug. Like, people are suffering. People are hurting. And all you get is, maybe we'll get around to that. You guys, if you're good, maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, we'll see if we can address it this session. Then here's the second part that is even more offensive. We're going to get at the root causes of the increases that are occurring. We need to know what is causing it per the texting units. This is a conversation. We're in close conversation with the House and the Senate leadership. But, well, apparently, so the governor has no idea what's causing property taxes to rise. And then I told you earlier in the hour, mm-hmm. I just had a conversation with someone who called the assessor's office, mm-hmm. and the assessor told him, yeah, the guy next to you sold the home, mm-hmm. and that's why. But I'm not selling my home. Yeah, it's a terrible system. We agree, but the, that's the system the lawmakers have made. Shut up and pay. Yeah, Holcomb said that he was going to talk to the legislators about it. Well, maybe he needs to talk to an assessor. That is pathetic that the governor of the state of Indiana, who has been governor for six years, who was the state party chairman Mm -hmm. before that, who worked for Mitch Daniels before that, whose signature issue was fibbing about capping property taxes, that claims not to know why property taxes are on the rise. And then you're led to believe we're already three weeks in to what is essentially a 12-ish week legislative session. Mm -hmm. So we're basically a fourth of the way through that you're going to sprint some bill out in the final, what, five or six weeks? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that'll solve everything. That is so offensive. And that made me so mad that, uh, uh, that a 
county assessor employee can tell somebody over the phone, yeah, here's what's going on. We looked at this. Here's what it was. Mm -hmm. But the governor claims... Uh, I don't know. Me have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so in honor of that, doo, doo, doo. in honor of Eric Holcomb once again taking a giant crap on you as a taxpayer, uh, we thought we would bust out the property tax song. Mm-hmm. This was what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. We put this together. You wrote the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Kevin did the music, mm-hmm. the guitar, played the did the mixing, and then I uh, did the uh, did this, what we might- You did the amazing vocals. The singing of some sort. Yeah, All right. quite a collaborative right. project. And we, and we did this. Uh, this is to the tune- of Atlantic City, a song written by Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Probably the more known version was recorded by the band. It's the only uh, pro- uh, protest song about property taxes that we know of. Yes. All right. Ready? Go. Well, they blew up the budget in <laughs> Indy last night, and they blew up our wallets too. Down on West Washington, they're getting ready to fight. Gonna see what they Republicans can do. Now there's trouble coming from property taxes, and the people can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble with all these big old jackasses, and the house assessor's hanging on by the skin of his teeth. Well, now taxes rise, baby. That's a fact. Taxes will rise and someday come back. Put your game face on, make your finances pretty, and make me pay today in downtown Indy. Nice. There you go. That's our ode. Ode to your property taxes. Really should be a sad song. Yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. It's a, the ball is in your court. I want to get to your uh, side pieces, but real quick, mm-hmm. y- you have all the time in the world over the weekend to send an email to your state house member, your state senate member. It'll take you five minutes to find who they are. It'll take you two minutes to send the email. If you don't do anything, and somebody made a good point on Twitter when we were talking about this earlier, they said the reason the Republicans get on bended knee and kowtow to the angry red-shirted teachers is because they show up. Yes, they get angry mm-hmm. and they show up. Mm-hmm. You, as conservatives, think voting is enough. It is not. These people are not your friend. It doesn't matter what letters next to their name. They will do they will cater to whoever puts up the biggest resistance. Mm-hmm. Squeaky so, wheel gets the grease, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So you decide you're going to get screwed this year on property taxes. They're not going to help you. They're not going to change the system. They're not going to do anything until you out peacefully anger the anger angry red-shirted teachers and until you peacefully out loud the angry red-shirted teachers balls in your court sitting around complaining around the dinner table about it ain't gonna do it calling this radio show ain't gonna do it this radio show is the conduit and the vessel to tell you what's going on and to tell you what to do balls in your court it is kendall and casey on 93 wibc and 722 personalized license plate requests were deemed (laughs) too offensive for the indiana bmv ah that's hilarious so big fart was denied so was (laughs) so was mrs turd 
Sober AF was rejected too. What? Yeah. So it's saying I am legally driving this car <laughs> was rejected? Yeah. Uh, so there, uh, there's a panel of about 40 BMV employees who review the requests that drivers submit. And a personalized license plate can only contain a combination of numbers and letters. Therefore, special characters not allowed. Like the asterisk, not allowed. Okay, so you wrote on WIBC.com on the side piece. You mm-hmm. did a whole expose yeah. on this. How, think about how ridiculous this is. Okay, so you have to pay mm-hmm. for the privilege mm-hmm. of driving your vehicle. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in the low-tax state, so well, there's all sorts of taxes associated with the Excise tax, wheel tax, mm-hmm. uh, administrative tax. Uh, somebody I know had just re- renewed their uh, license plate and they were uh, they were telling me about their bill and there's like an administrative they call them fees on there because mm-hmm. taxes are bad word that's what other thing Republicans here do they call them fees right an administrative fee Casey right. of fifteen dollars um you know what? And actually, uh, Brian Baker just brought to my attention that now car dealerships are adding something they call market adjustment fees. Ah, well, at least with that, Casey, you have the option not to buy the car from that person. Right. It may be bullcrap, mm-hmm. but you have the, uh, just like with the TikTok, you have the opportunity and option not to engage in the bullcrap. Mm-hmm. Here, if you don't kiss the ring finger and pay the crown your annual fee, air mm-hmm, quotes, for people mm-hmm. watching on YouTube, then you can't drive your car, which means you can't go to work. It's the same thing they do with property taxes, right? They hit you with the thing that you have to have in order to live. It's dirty, and it's and it's rotten, and then on top of that, they won't even let you put on your little plate after mm-hmm. you've already kissed the ring finger, and you're willing to pay more. Well, sober, sober AF. <laughs> Why would that be it. offensive to anyone? Okay, well, they say that you can't have the following. It can't carry a meaning or connotation that is offensive to good taste and decency. It, Who's it, the judge of that? It's the 40 people at the BMV. They oh, have yeah. a committee. Because in Kevin's mind, handing stickers to men at the restroom was good taste and decency. It can't be to misleading. Me it, wasn't. <laughs> it can't be misleading. It cannot be political. And it can't be improper. <laughs> denied, denied, denied. So, boop guy's a little upset about that. <laughs> it's a... Uh, It's time for a weekend. Rob, thank you. Kevin, good job, and thank you. And mostly, thank you for listening. And we're going to count on you to come back Monday. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIEC. I'm free.